Good morning. Welcome to the Friday Form Panel. This is where we give you every single possible winner we can for the weekend of racing. There's terrific racing at Melton Park, Victorian Harness HQ headquarters tonight, but even better racing tomorrow night. I think these, I don't know, I, I, I don't know how these things work anymore as I welcome you in, Mr. Malecki. Daniel, um, is this a carnival? Is this is tonight night one? Is tomorrow night night one? Is there no carnival? Is it just what? I don't know. I've called tomorrow night night one of the carnival, but I'm looking forward to all of it. How are you this weekend? Um, good, good morning, Jason. Yeah, very well. I'm, I'm not sure either, but it, it, it's a very good prelude to grand finals night next week. How about that? It's, it certainly is. Um, I, I think, so as a little overview of the meeting, we're going to cover it tomorrow night. Uh, only the eight events, but eight high quality events, including heats of the Victoria Oaks and the Derby, the Smoking Up Sprint as well. But I, uh, I, I did a little bit of research last night and looked back and Thought because we've got very short price favourites in three of the four um, classic qualifiers, if you want to call them that, the Derby and the Oaks, really, really, really short price favourites. And I thought to myself, look, is there any reason that we can't declare them because of the long trip? And ever since this, um, it was re-inaugurated, I guess, in 2020 to go over the long trip, which I agree with. Uh, I think I pushed for it, but I think plenty of tinkering uh, still has to be done to get it to work the way it should. I, anyway, getting back to the original point, I digress as I often do. Um, I, I wondered how many of the um, short price favourites leaders have won since we went back to a long trip. And overwhelmingly, I think there's been 15 qualifiers. 11 of the leaders have won. Um, two others were behind the leader in transit. So I feel overwhelmingly as though... Basically, you can look at those very short price favourites and almost pretend it's a 2,240-metre race. I don't know whether you see it that way. or I mean, it depends on your perspective. If you want to find a chink in the armour, maybe you can by doing that. But typically speaking, since uh, we've gone back to the long trip heats for the Derby and the Oaks, they haven't been staged like um, bottomless, brutal staying tests, have they? No, they haven't. Um uh, I, I think you're right. Uh, I, look, Barry draws, it comes down to, and the quality of horse, particularly uh, if there's one that stands out. And we've got a few that actually uh, hit that category, don't they, uh, tomorrow night. Um, we haven't really seen that many genuine staying tests, but it, it's good to have the point of difference. I mean, when it works, it'll work well, because yeah. when we get the Breeders' Crown and we get the Vic Breeds, they're all over the same distance. Yeah. So it's... It's a bit Groundhog Day-ish, and this is the the point of difference is having the longer trips. But um, and only two heats this year too um, for each of the boys and mm. of the girls. Um, they look pretty competitive races, particularly in the fillies. Uh, but from the boys' perspective, I mean, over the years we, we've been used to having three, haven't we? So that's um, that's watered down uh, a little bit. Uh, but the quality is still there, particularly with the Lost Storm and Petrarca. And that's not to say there isn't anything else in the race uh, that is capable of winning it. But perhaps the barrier draws are lending themselves looking like um, that uh, those two shorties, at least in the Derby heats, are the ones to beat. Um, I've got some pretty bad news. I've got to unfortunately um, uh, uh, fill you in on, although I'd say you're already cognizant of this fact. And across it, I can't see any odds for the first race. Um, yeah. So, but, so we'll talk about that uh, in a moment. Uh, have I got better news that I can deal with? Um, uh, it's going to be a great night of racing. That's the main thing. It, but it does go back to a conversation I think we had uh, pretty recently. Uh, both of the... Like, well, the Oaks is even more dramatic, I think. But both of the Derby and Oaks heat, so there's two of each, as you mentioned. And they are very... 
they're quite lopsided, I think, in both categories, particularly uh, the depth of the Oaks. And it goes back to a discussion we had recently about whether, you know, uh, seeding could be something that we look at. Or even, I mean, I, I know this sounds crazily dramatic, but whether, you know, if it's the eight fastest home and... That'll get him to run a bit quicker as well. Uh, eight fastest home in one of the heats and, and four in the other. I, I don't know what to do about it, but I sort of um, they do look lopsided, and it it often happens this way. I reckon that. Yeah, look, it does. But I mean, you look at a horse like the Lost Storm, for example. He hasn't raced since the Tabureka. I mean, he's going to need a serious hit out here, uh, whether it's a serious last thousand meters or whatever it's turning out to be. But you would want to just sit there and just coast around and then draw twelve next week and. Um, find yourself slightly underdone for it. Now, we know the stable uh, he comes from where um, he'll come, you would think, fully yeah. fit, but I'm certain he'll be improving from that run. And yeah. even in the, the Phillies division, a horse like Jewel Melody uh, in the last race, she's probably fortunate she's got the, the barrier one draw, and I think she's actually a good chance of an upset. But she also comes off a bit of a break. So I naturally, you'd be expecting that she will be improving with that run as well. Um, there's probably quite a few others that will top them off going into next week's run. It's not as if they're coming here with uh, a good bit of uh, a racing prep behind them, whether it's one or two previous starts. Some of them come, coming into it first up, and it's not going to be that easy, but it's natural to think they're going to improve off the back of that. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt about it. I, and the Lost Storm's in the in the tougher one, obviously, and and I would uh, certainly rate the the major delight and the, and the jewel melody with joyful in there and sweet Bella. That's the uh, that's clearly the, the the better of the two qualifiers for the Oaks. But we'll get through one race here. I reckon it's well, I went through the Rising Stars series together. I sort of isolated. I, there's probably I don't know. There's probably five or six chances here, really. But I, I isolated it down to one and seven as being the key hopes. The Chancer and Captain Pins, there wasn't much between them. I think I added it up, and uh, it was about 7.1 metres aggregate between them through heat and final of the Rising Stars series. Diamond Eclipse also went around in the final of that series and split Captain Pins and the Chancer. Now, the barrier draw here is seemingly perfect for the Chancer. Relatively quick beginning without being amazing yet. I don't personally think you'll be able to hold the front. Maybe he can. He's got a great record in front overall, although he was beaten last time he led. But I'm just looking at this race and still thinking, uh, I'm almost glad Captain Pins has got the draw that he has got because I just think he'll find a way to win one way or the other. Dan, what are your thoughts? I think so, too. Um, look, I reckon he's a better 2,240-metre horse. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But his performance last start against stronger company there was there was greater depth in that last race it was over the 1720 and he was terrific from a bad gate really um he went around as a 26 dollar shot and that was the combination of his barrier drawn the depth of the field he met last start so he really looks well placed here uh, it's an it's an awkward draw but i i think i get the confidence from his last start that he'll handle this wide gate even though it is over the 1720 He's coming out of the gate better. He showed that in his uh, two previous performances at 22.40. I think he just has to hold a spot uh, in the initial part or come out well enough and comfortable enough. And I've got a bit more confidence he can do that now. And he might be able to work his way. I doubt he'd lead, but uh, work his way outside of the leader, whether it's op operative line or whether it's Diamond Eclipse or whether it's the chance of kicking up. But he might be there wide for a little while, uh, unless Mick 
Bellman can slot in, but I think he is the one at the moment. Really impressed by the way he's come back. You only have to look at his record, 10 wins from 27 starts. Yeah. He's one of the, the lighter raced horses in this this event, which gives you the feel that, A, he might be better, but, B, he's still on the way up, um, and he's the one that's got the far greater progression. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious, and I think he can win this. Seven, uh, the chancer. Uh, he's had chan- chances um, from uh, similar gates and in similar races, but I'm sure he'll run well. Uh, the experience against these sort of horses regularly helps, and um, he's right in the thick of things. Uh, so is Operative Line, although he probably looked disappointing when he led at Ballarat last start, but his win prior was very good in a similar type of race. And I think Cosimo's going well enough that he's got to be respected as well. Seven, one, five, and four. Seven, one, five, and four for you. I am going seven, one, five, and three. So very, very similar. And it's worth noting for those who uh, like a little bit of knowledge and don't mind expanding their vocabulary, a chancer is a person who exploits any opportunity to further their own ends. <laughs> So maybe we're all chances at a way, but um, this is certainly an opportunity for the chance to explore his own ends. Oh, one thing I do look up before we um, go to our first break on the Friday form panel, Dan, one thing I do like to check up on is if I think a horse is going to be in the breeze, uh, what their record is like when they race inside the leader. Now, that's only a number and you have to do further investigation. But Captain Pins has only ever been there twice for two wins. And it, it just gives you an indication... That a horse is capable of doing that kind of work, doesn't it? So, sort of, you, you go mm. through, and that sort of, if you've got them to be there, you kind of want to just, just a little bit of investigation to either, to either, levy your confidence or, or maybe look another way. And when I saw two from two, I'm thinking to myself, well, Captain Pins, now I'm even more confident. If you can get up on the speed here, and I don't think anything would hold him out. We talk about the possibility of him leading, but I don't think anybody would hold him out from the breeze. And if you're two from two from there, it gives you even more confidence, I reckon. And and certainly Michael Bellman would be confident too. And the horse is fit. That's the other thing. He's had three runs back from a spell. That's not going to be the reason why you wouldn't go to that particular spot. He's at his top right now, at his peak as far as fitness is concerned. He can handle that position. He handles it well. And... Um, uh, he he ticks those boxes that you need to be ticked. Uh, that you know whether you're wanting to back him or not. Uh, the only market I can find, and I want to mention their names simply because you know if the tab aren't capable of putting up these prices early, this is a feature meeting, which is really disappointing. Um, they're not up at the moment, but on Bet Bet Three Six Five is the only market that I can find, and good on them for having the market up early. But Captain Pins is at two dollars eighty, and uh, you know what? I, I I tend to think that might just be attractive enough. I, I thought he might be just a, a tad shorter than that. Um, if that's going to be an accurate assessment, uh, two eighty and the chance of three dollars twenty. I I think the chance it can hold its place in the market, but uh, I thought Captain Pins might just trim up a bit from that. Well, I reckon I marked Captain Pins about two dollars twenty. Uh, so, I there's definitely I, I think there's definitely meat in that market, and um, I might end up meat on the market for saying this, but uh, I couldn't agree more. And by the way, I know I don't have to take bets on on these markets that I put up on the uh, trots.com.au and harness.org, and also in the Herald Sun tomorrow. I don't have to take the bets. But th- those markets will be relatively accurate, and you've got another source to work from. So we can get one up, I reckon. I reckon, boys, are, boys and girls, I reckon we can get one up for the Friday form panel. So we've got some to work with. Time for a break. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Friday form panel. We're only one race here. We've had a little bit of a, uh, well, we've, we've editorialised a little and uh, 
had a bit of a discussion about various things, Dan Malecki and I. As we do on the Friday form panel, we're up to race two. I, look, non pareil Dan, is not the kind of horse that I want to be absolutely declaring, but I'll go pretty close here. What about you? Yeah, look, this uh, race, um, yeah, I spent a bit of time on it. I was not really uh, any of the wiser. I think non pareil at her best, um, absolutely, I'd have no hesitation and not just picking her to win the race, but be pretty confident about her winning it. Um, her last start run was was good, wide gate, uh, held up a little bit, peg line run, it was a cheap run, and she was entitled to be hitting the line pretty well. And, yeah, I think it's the right races. And i just got to be careful with her because she she has got beaten as a short prize favourite before, but probably in, in, a, in a stronger race. Um, like you go back five runs ago, she was well into the red, but she drew a front line. She led, um, platinum stride won that race, diamond eclipse. Uh, I, I think there was a bit of depth about that race and back to her own sex here probably makes the difference. So I do think she is the horse to beat here. I really searched to find something to beat her and I couldn't come up with anything confidently enough. Uh, I think that, um, uh, number five, Classic Angelina on her first up performance where she had a bit of a break and I thought that was really good. She can benefit from that. She can improve from that and uh, she can run well. Um, another horse that's uh, on, on the strength of last start, Illawong Awesome's run with a cold yeah. sit and coming at them might be a bit of a hope here as well. And um, there's a few others that probably are into the mix uh, that my Corona, look, she's not the same filly that she used to be, but I've seen enough in her last few starts that uh, she can also be a top four chance. So I, yeah, in the end, I've got a confidence back about non-pareil, just worried about what sort of price that you might sort of get. Um, and, and the difference between the price you might get could be the difference between uh, wanting to back her at that price or feeling like she's under the odds and then uh, then looking for something else at a bit of value. M- my tips here, though, uh, nine on top of five, six and two and looking at a, a price available at the moment, $2, even money about non-pareil. Is that mm. the right price? Well, I did a bit of a... Uh... Dan Malecki, because I know you've told me you do this, where, where sometimes you, you create your original prices and then you recalibrate a little bit. Uh, and quite often, it's not something that I do regularly, but I, I think even sometimes you, I'm even writing the form up, Dan, and all of a sudden, even as you're writing it up or you're talking about it on the radio or you're doing something like that, you you start to realise, oh, I marked it $2.80, which was the original price I had non pareil And then by yeah. the time that I'd finished writing the form comment, I had to bring her into. $2.20, and even then I was cognizant of the fact that there was a chance of her starting a dollar eighty or a dollar ninety. That's not just like I'm not going to yeah. take that price. I'm not even going to take two dollars. But it it happens, doesn't it? Sometimes you you're uh, you're expressing it, enunciating, it and you sort of realise, oh holy jeez, yep, no, actually that that is going to win. I, I thought it was going to win, but now I've I've started talking about it or started writing about it. I'm I'm very confident it's going to win. Easy to make when when there's a horse that's easy to make a case for, yeah. or alternatively easy to make a case against. Sometimes you got to listen to yourself, yeah. don't you? When you when you get an opportunity to explain a horse's potential uh, capability of winning or or 
vulnerability and losing, um, it's there uh, and you sense it, but when you can talk through it, um, it makes it more comfortable that a horse fits into a certain category. And t- to me, non is it's all about price. And I reckon $2 is right on the cusp of her being too short, only because of the case of being uh, once bitten, twice shy, because she has been beaten at short odds. And I, I think I might have overrated her. I, I don't know yeah. where she actually sits at the moment. I, I thought she was much better than what she was, but perhaps there's been reasons for that. And, and um, when they're $2, I get a little bit dubious about, um, or shorter, uh, about really pushing for it. Classic Angelina is the one that, uh, if those odds that we're seeing at the moment will be fully represented, uh, representative of their chances, $16 each way, I think it's a good price because I do think she's got a future. Mm. Nine, six, seven, and eight. So I'm with Nompril, but yeah, yeah, I, I made the case. There's two things there. One that you talk yourself into the fact that they're likely to win, and the other that you realise they're going to be really short, which she is at two dollars. Time for a break. We'll be back soon.